0: Welcome to the Live Better Show with Brett and Jason. We spend time with top performing professionals in their respective fields, chatting about anything from morning routines, creative processes, and biohacks to healthy habits and travel destinations. I am honored today to share my conversation with Live Better co founder and great friend Brett Gornick. Brett is a unique person, to say the least. Take one glance at his diet or morning routine, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Brett is a certified personal trainer with projects including work for Nike, workouts for charity, and private clients, as well as a certified yoga instructor. His love for nutrition, specifically how it can help him live forever, has led him to become a superfood expert, raw chocolate lover, and spring water forager. In addition, Brett is an optimization machine. Everything from his breakfast to the way he handles his schedule is optimized, automated, and streamlined. He lives in the data of things, better inputs for better outputs. He has traveled several parts of the world, bringing an even more unique perspective to how he sees things, in his ultimate pursuit of having the best day ever, every single day. He inspires me to do the same through a high spirit that never seems to run out of batteries. Our mission for you, our esteemed listeners, and the greatest people in the history of ever, is to demonstrate effective techniques of high performers to help you achieve results in your own life. Learning from productive and accomplished individuals gives the opportunity to break down the nuances of success and hopefully provide you with a new way to think about the world. Listen, take notes, and take action. Live better and have the best day ever. Today's show is brought to you by Acure Skincare for your skin, for the planet.
1: Personally, with the goal of living forever, I love the anti-aging Argan Stem Cell plus Corella Growth Factor, Night Cream, and the Organic Balancing Rose plus Red Tea Facial Toner.
0: I really like the volume shampoo and conditioner, along with the cell-stimulating body wash. Great combo. Look good, feel good, live better. Today's show is also brought to you courtesy of Go Raw.
1: We all snack, so let's do it with all organic, non-GMO, vegan, nut-free, gluten-free, sprouted, and raw snacks.
0: Junk-free food by Go Raw is a perfect midday, pre- or post-workout snack. Have a sweet tooth? Go with their sprouted cookies, raw chocolate, or sweet spirulina bites. Savory lovers... Check out their flax, snacks, or salad bowls. Every choice is a good choice with Go Raw. Healthy snacking, living better. This is Jason Lobig from Live Better. Today I'm interviewing my co-founder, Brett Gornick. Brett, thanks for being here with me. Thanks so much, Jason, for having me on the podcast. So just to get started, can you just tell us a little bit about what you do, kind of your career path at this point, and uh, a little about yourself? Yeah, of course. Uh, So this is a very interesting question because at this
1: point uh, in my life, I'm going through a, a big transition in my career, um, starting to better with with Jason. Um, so when people ask me this question, uh, my, my initial response is not essentially what I do for my main source of income, but more um, what I'm trying to do in the world. So um, I'm trying to help people live healthier and more productive lives um, in order to have the best day ever. Uh, my philosophy on life is waking up every single day and saying, well, today's going to be the best day ever and truly living that That lifestyle, and I think since I've clicked in my mind um, that that's the way I want to want to approach life, everything has taken an an amazing uh, turn, and the the amount of excitement I wake up with every single day is amazing. And so, kind of what I actually do and my career path, how I got there is, I graduated college in 2012 from the University of Illinois, um, not really knowing what I wanted to do, Um, and I think this is an interesting point because a lot of people go to college. Um, just because that was what they were told to do. Um, that's that's the path that they thought needed to be taken. Um, and that's kind of how I landed at the University of Illinois. Had an amazing experience in college. Um, met a, a, a very, very good group of friends that I'm still friends with today and will be friends with for the rest of my life. Um, graduated with an economics degree and, and got a job. Um, didn't know what jobs were out there on the market except for the ones I could apply for in our school system. Um, So got a job at a very good uh, retail store, uh, working for their corporate and in the the buying department. Um, Had an amazing experience there. Um, Really, really got to the top of of the incoming class that was brought in um, and worked there for about two years. Um, As I was working there, um, had, had to fulfill my niche of working out. So got my personal training certification on the side and started personal training at the Gold's Gym uh, in Milwaukee where I lived for, for those couple years. And that was an amazing experience because that kind of s- started my, my path down down what I wanted to do. I've always been into health and fitness um, and that's some, some stuff I would definitely get into throughout this interview. Um, but after, after really working in, in that sector, it was like, this is what I need to do. This is what I want to do. Um, all my friends, girlfriend, family lived back in Chicago. So I wanted to get back there. Uh, moved back to Chicago um, again, working full time for another retail corporation, um, in, in the city, um, and continued my personal training. Um, so found an amazing company to work with, um, to, to continue that. Um, so currently, um, I'm doing that personal training, um, working on a couple projects actually with Nike. Um, they launched a Nike train Chicago, which is an amazing workout, um, that we do weekly, um, headed over at a facility, close to where the Chicago Bulls play um, and now we moved it down to like the main strip in Chicago and it's, it's an amazing opportunity networking with the top trainers in Chicago, training some, some serious uh, people who love to work out, so doing that um, doing some concierge training, so train people in their apartments, um, in my apartment building, um, cook their meals for the week, um, do yoga with them, also certified yoga instructor um, and nutrition advisor, so that's stuff that I love to do as well um and um on top of that starting this wonderful company with Jason so the the co-founder and chief optimization officer for for live better um what we're trying to do with this company is just create a uh a holistic wellness center for people to come to to learn uh, whether it be through the podcast uh through different products that we endorse that we like to use and just through uh understanding what people are doing um, out out in this field, I uh, just really want people to understand how important uh, nutrition can be to to your daily life and how it can impact your routine, um, how it can impact your lifestyle, and how it can add, aid to your productivity. So in a nutshell right now, I'm, I'm trying to transition into doing this and really leading
0: um, this in Chicago to, to make Chicago the healthiest city in the world. That sounds awesome. You sound super excited about this kind of transition, so up to this point, give me uh, maybe the most impactful experience you've had working in health and wellness, um, personal training um, or on the nutrition side.
1: yeah so I'm actually going to go back to um, kind of how how this all started, um, and I think this is a great question because as people go through their lives, um, different you'll, you'll define different key points as to what was impactful and how it led to where you're at. And as, as we've talked to so many people that have done this for their career, um, a lot of people have some really, really cool ways that they got into this. Um, I had a slight shoulder injury in high school, um, and was able to go through some, uh, rehab, um, with a chiropractor that my friend had went to that had torn both his ACLs. And he really recommended this guy. And, and this individual, um, is my mentor for, for everything in this industry. Um, and he really started me down this path and everyone calls him doc. Um, so his uh, name is Dr. Phil Claussen nicknamed Hulk. Um, he, he really was the one after he helped me get better. Uh, we started training together. Um, and he led me through, um, some of the most intense workouts that I've done to, to date, he's the, uh, strength and conditioning coach for the Bahamas Olympic track team. He's worked with the Cubs, the Sox, um, owns his own practice. So he has made this in, into a very amazing career and worked with some of the most amazing people out there. So he was the one that really started me down this path. Uh, he started me learning how to eat. Um, at that point I was trying to put on some weight cause I was in high school and I was super skinny. So throughout my high school career, he was able to put on about 25, 30 pounds of, of very good muscle mass, um, eating his way. So he, he really started uh, kind of to scratch that itch. Um, and to this day, he's my number one mentor. So that experience, meeting him, working out with him, putting in hours in the gym, learning about his lifestyle, his routine, um, the way he would eat every single day. He would come into to his job with seven Tupperware containers full of his food, <laughs> eat, it, eat it on the hour. So he was the one that was like, okay, this is, people can do this and be successful at it. Um, and he's always helped me um, on this career path to,
0: to just be positive and, and really learn from him. So that experience has just changed my life forever. That's super interesting. I feel like everybody finds somebody who kind of sparks their love for, for health and wellness. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of find these pseudo-mentors. For, for the listeners, where can you find Doc? How can you look Doc up? Yeah, so
1: um, you can just Google Dr. Philip Clausen. He's got a uh, chiropractic uh, facility in Oak Brook, Illinois, which is right outside Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a website that that you, can, that you can go to. He's got an email address on there. Um, And and we can put in the show notes his contact information as well. Um, Amazing chiropractor helps people recover from injuries, from torn ACLs, torn labrums to just lower back pain. He can do everything like that. And he still trains at the hardest level ever. He's over 50 years old and he's honestly the strongest individual I still know to this day. Um, so he, he's a great person to just to talk to um, he will sit down and talk to anyone
0: for hours about whatever they, they need
1: advice on he's like
0: the ultimate life coach that's awesome so you kind of talked about some of Doc's habits bringing in the Tupperware um, I know but our, our readers don't know tell tell everyone a little about your your morning routine maybe some of your habits you practice um, and uh, maybe some of your favorite things to do in the morning yeah so I have a very extensive morning routine um, and I want to
1: kind of take a step back, um, about why I developed this routine and why I think it's important. And then I'll get into some of the details. Um, and, and for the listeners out there, I want, I want everyone to understand that, uh, why I think a morning routine is important. Um, uh, and so I think this idea I've learned from listening to, to podcasts of, of the top people in everyone's field, uh, or in every field. I think if you can pick and choose and pull things from the people that have done the best at what they do, you can then take those uh, individual tactics and implement them in your routine. It's not like everyone has to follow my morning routine or everyone has to follow LeBron James morning routine, or everyone has to follow the top venture capitalist routine or the top entrepreneurs routine, or even do anything that they do, but to really see how that they, uh, come up with with their with their daily task is very interesting so it's it's process driven It's yeah 100 um so i think there's an idea of what i like to call decision fatigue and if you were to wake up every day and say you get 100 points at the beginning of every day you get this 100 points each point is a unit of thought you can spend your points however you like throughout the day Each decision you make takes a certain amount of points. And and the way that those points are are delivered is the amount of effort, time, or thinking that goes into a decision. So am I going to wear my black dress shoes or my brown dress shoes? Well, that's probably a point. That's not a big decision throughout the day. That's one point. Now, am I going to close a huge deal today? Am I going to... Talk about closing on an apartment today. Am I going to take a huge exam today? Do I have the final game of my high school basketball career today? Those are going to take a lot of points. Um, So I think we need to to eliminate the amount of points that we use on decisions that we can make the day before that's going to set us up for, for today. The one big piece of advice that I take from my mom every single day is get as much ready the night before that you can for the next day. And, and she'll love that, that I preach that because that's one thing that she always said is you can get everything done the, for the next day, the night before. Um, it's going be, to be a lot more pr- productive of a day. Um, so we can just decrease the number of decisions that we make that can be routine. Common decisions that, that people make every day that we can turn into a routine are what time are you going to wake up? Um, how many snoozes are you going to hit in the morning? Every single day... If you're going to wake up at the same time and you're not going to have to snooze four times or three times, that's, that's extra points that are just, that are, that are going on. And that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. What are you going to eat in the morning? Are you going to eat in the morning? Again, a couple decisions that, that might not seem big, but are going to set you up for, for a lot more productive of a day. What are you going to wear that day? What are you going to eat for lunch? Are you going to work out at night? What are you going to eat for dinner? What are you going to do after class, after work for your lunch break? Those are all decisions that, for the most part, you can at least have a have, a, have somewhat of a plan ready for that next day. Um, if these plan aren't always planned, um, then you'll need more points throughout the day. Um, and what you might need some points for for that day, like I've said, an, a big exam, big business decision, deciding on where you're going to go on your next vacation, um, choosing an apartment. Um, if you're auditioning for a play, if you have a speech, those are things that you want to use. 50, 60, 70 points on throughout your day. Um, So again, if you have more points throughout the day that you didn't waste on on a decision like this, you can can utilize your brain power for those decisions. For example, you get into work and you're hungry because you didn't eat. Well, now it's 9 o'clock and lunch is at noon. So for the next three hours, you're thinking, where am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? What time am I going to eat? Where am I going to go? If you had packed your lunch and you had eaten breakfast, those three hours, none of that would be thought about when am I going to eat, where am I going to eat, I'm still hungry, my, my, I'm fatigued, I'm tired. So all of that time, you can instead of using your points on thinking about where you're going to eat, you can use your points on being more productive, networking with people, calling someone you've never talked to, studying, something like that, and that, that's really what's going to get you down to it. Um, so I think the power of that morning routine is so crucial and so undervalued by, by uh, just the average individual that when you really start to see what these top individuals are doing on a daily basis, it's very impactful. So kind of to get into my, my routine. So the night before, um, get my lunch ready for the day. So uh, essentially have a very similar lunch every single day. Big salad, lots of greens, avocado, some chicken, as much colorful vegetables as I can in there, sprinkle in some superfood, some goji berries, um, some golden berries, some, some nuts and seeds, and then I'll just make a little dressing of some olive oil and some sea salt. And that's just kind of my standard lunch, and I'll vary the vegetables that are in there, but that's all packed up ready to go in the fridge, so I just take it out in the morning. Get, re- get my, whatever I can get ready for breakfast uh, the night before. So essentially, what I have um, getting ready is vegetables for some eggs. Uh, I make a, a Nutriblast in the morning, which is essentially a juice and a Nutribullet. So pack all that ready to go. Um, and then what's going to be in my tea for the morning um, is all out on my counter. So I wake up and I'm ready to do it. Clothes. My clothes are set out for the, de- for the next day. Everything's folded right where it needs to be right at the end of my bed. Um, so all of those decisions that everyone makes in the morning are already planned out. So I u- use no points in the morning. Um, so I wake up pretty much every day at 6:45. Um, if I have either a personal training client in the morning or have to go in early for work, that, that time might fluctuate. But I would say the majority of days it's right at 6:45. I have my phone and my alarm in my bathroom. So that goes off. I have to get out of bed and I have to turn it off.
0: <laughs> no snooze. Um, I mean, no,
1: no snoozing. So I'm up, I'm ready. And, and, and it's 6:45 and I'm, and I'm ready to go. First thing I do, big glass of spring water. Um, the reason I do that, it's, while you're sleeping, your body is detoxifying, so it is the final flush in the morning. Um, so that flushes everything out of my system, and I kind of let that sit in for about five, six minutes, and I'm sipping on that throughout while I'm getting ready in the morning. Um, then I make breakfast. So breakfast is those vegetables I cut up the night before, put those on the skillet, um, add, add eggs to the skillet. My Nutriblast is essentially a lot of greens, a little bit of frozen fruit, Um, different superfoods and protein powder in the morning. I like to get a lot of protein in the morning, um, essentially to rebuild from the day before and to set me up for for success that day. I use all vegan-based protein. Everything I put in there is organic. Um, And then I have a tea. So that tea starts right first thing in the morning, and that is turmeric ginger tea, um, cacao, cinnamon, and some coconut oil. And then I'll add in... Either one of the one of my top three medicinal mushrooms, either reishi, shaga, or um, cordyceps. Reason I put those in there is those are just an immune builder. So everyone wakes up in the morning. Sometimes you have a stiff, stiff, sniffy nose, sore throat, something like that. These are just going to really get your immune system in line. Um, and then I will do a half water, half coconut water with a little bit of lemon and sea salt. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting tea. Yeah. So um that is all there. So the tea steeping first thing when I wake up, so I'm sipping that throughout the morning. Um sit down. Um uh girlfriend wakes up. Live with my with my girlfriend right now. She wakes up at 7:30. We eat that breakfast together. Um haven't fully converted her to the to the smoothies yet, but working on it. Um and we discuss our day. So we have our day planned out, you know, what are we doing after after our day? Um what do you got going on today? Um, and then we, begin to get ready. So shower, I do a slight stretching routine in the shower in the morning, um, with, with some breathing as well. Um, pretty much do just some, some, some light yoga, uh, essentially in, in a hot shower to loosen up the back, um, loosen up the hips. Those are my tight spots, lower back hips. I think for any man, they can yeah, really say male, that. Yeah. Um, and that's just what I got to do. And as I'm showering, uh, I turn on some music. So love summer's nineties hits Pandora. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That one is one that, that my girlfriend and I have, have kind of grown to love together. There's not really a bad song from that era. No, you're you're singing (laughs) and you're You're singing it full out. So you're singing first thing in the morning. Um, and then I'm off to start the day. And the one major thing throughout that whole morning is no cell phone. So no that's emails. interesting.
0: And I, I feel like that is also very rare. Yeah. It, it's a different switch to have this planned out routine, really doing things away from electronics rather than the first thing you do is check your email, your Instagram. You got to get that off the table. 100%. All that does is throw stuff. It throws a wrench into the system, bothers you about something. Now you're not thinking and you're not taking the time for yourself. I mean, how many times have you looked at Instagram and it's 30 minutes later and you didn't oh, notice. Oh, it's, it's a
1: dark <laughs> yep. hole. So that that's some points. That, those are points that are taken off your day in the morning that you can, when you have a break throughout the day, you can check your Instagram Definitely. or something like that. I think not relying on the phone in the morning, the only thing I use for the phone, the Pandora, I turn that on I'll check the weather just to see if I need an umbrella, if my clothes Chicago. We're We're in Chicago, yeah, we're Chicago by the way, the, so you have to check the weather yeah. about once an hour. Yeah. So those are the other things I do, and and that has been huge. Um, it's been it's been a it's been a it's been a, a tactic that developed. Um, I'm not going to lie and say that when I first got myself on, I wasn't checking in the morning because I was. Yeah. Um, but so that that's kind of my morning routine, and then and then I'm off for the day. I pack every all my lunch, all my food into a cooler bag, and I bring that with me no matter what I'm doing throughout the day. That that's just on my side. Got some ice in there, um, and got a trail mix in there. Got a smoothie in there. Got my lunch. Um, got a little quinoa bowl for a snack in the
0: afternoon, and I'm set. So, what? What? Tell me what your favorite NutriBlast is. What's your so, favorite smoothie? Yeah, that's a great question. Because um, you make a lot of different kinds. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different options you can make. Anti-inflammatory based. You can make detoxifying. Tell me what? What's your favorite?
1: So it is. It is a good question. Um, I would think I keep the base very similar. But one thing I've noticed is, is getting into these superfood type, type foods and getting into more advanced nutrition is mixing it up is very important. So I'm, I'm actually going to not really answer the question because I don't have a favorite. Um, but I think it is always a base of greens. Yeah, how about the common ingredients? So the common ingredients, always a base of greens. That's kale, spinach, arugula, some denser greens in there. And the reason is I put them in there is I don't like to eat kale. It's not. Something, it's not. It doesn't taste good to me. Some people like it. Um, if you soak it in something, it's very dry. But I know the nutritional density in there. I know the importance in it. So that's the base. So that's the bottom. And then I'll put some mixed berries in there of some sort. Um, switch those up. I would say I use a couple of things more commonly than others. So actually, NutriBullet has a couple of different packs of of some superfoods. That I'll tend to throw in there. Um, if I'm trying to detoxify my body, if I just want on vacation, um, if I have had a stressful week, um, I use their greens powder, which is chlorella, spirulina, wheatgrass, and alfalfa. Those are the top green superfoods. Greens are going to detoxify your body, so I'll throw a scoop of that in there. Um, and Then I tend to use um, one, of my, one of my favorite superfood people, David Wolf. He has a protein powder, which is a vegan-based protein powder. So I kind of like that scoop with his vegan protein in there um, and then I'll maybe, maybe cap it off with, with something else in there, maybe a little bit of honey um, and, and, and that's, that's it. Um, that's, that kind of makes, makes up the blast and then after a workout, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to add a little more protein in there, might add, add, a, add a fat. Actually, do always add a fat in the morning as well, either olive oil or avocado because most of the ingredients in there are fat soluble, which means you need a fat with it to break down fully in your body that's something that people don't really always realize. They'll just do a protein shake of water. Um, I think adding a fat to that is going to not only round out
0: the flavor, but really break it down in your body and you're going to get more of the nutritional value. Interesting. Interesting. So when when you're scheduling this, do you think about it the night before or do you do any kind of long-term scheduling? Like do you sit down on a Sunday and say, all right, this is what my week looks like. This is what I make for my meals. Or is it just kind of like, all right, I'm going to plan for the next day, the night before. So it's a it's a schedule, it's a weekly schedule, um,
1: and it's been a long developed plan. So I didn't wake up the day after I graduated college and do this. This <laughs> yes. has been a five-year journey to get to where I'm at today, and it's going to change. It's going to continue to grow. Um, a couple of things that I've also added in that morning too on, a, on an occasion is some other crazy superfood things that people don't even know about so like a sublingual shot of marine phytoplankton, for example, <laughs> And uh, that's something that, that I've started testing because I've seen some really cool analysis on how that works in the body and how it's pretty much the base food of anything in, in, the, in the world. It's in, it's in oceans and, it's, and it produces 75% of the oxygen that we breathe is from that substance. People don't even realize that. So it's like how powerful foods out there that the mainstream person doesn't know about that we can put in our body and you need way less volume and you get way more nutritional value
0: out of are things that I'm trying to get into, and that's what I'm evolving. Yeah, and that's the, the benefit of a superfood. Yes. you get an exponential nutrient boost than you do calorically exactly compared to the caloric value. So where can I buy sublingual marine phytoplankton? Yeah. so you can uh, so I would say the majority of my, my superfoods I come from two, two
1: good websites. Um, but also all health food stores, um, Google health food store on Google maps, you'll find one whole foods. They have everything that you could ever dream of in the, in their aisles. And that's something that I think as as our generation is growing whole foods is kind of a, an amazing staple in that aspect because they have all this stuff in there. Um, so if it's a reishi mushroom spore oil that I'm going to put in, in my smoothie, they've got that there. If it's a gluten-free, Um, Ezekiel bread that I'm gonna put have with my eggs in the morning with some almond butter and some honey, which is awesome, which is great. Trying it, yep. And I that's something I also have every morning as well. Um, They've got that, but if you want to find some stuff out there, I would either go to um, longevitywarehouse.com. That's a very good source. That's probably the highest quality that I've ever found. Um, A good one that is kind of of equal quality and, and a good price point is sunfood.com. Um, those, those brands, Sunfood you'll see in, in Whole Foods, um, they have a great spectrum of products um, and they've got some cool blends of shakes too that, that you can you can throw just, here's a powder of a bunch of different superfoods, throw in your smoothie in the morning and go on through the
0: day. Cool. So I think one, one thing maybe the listeners are wondering, how do I earn more points if you start at a hundred, well, then how do I progress to then have the next week or the week after? How do I get hundred and ten? Yeah, of these decision making points. Yeah,
1: that's a great question. I think as your routine develops, um, you can gain more points. As your nutritional plan develops, you can gain more points. And why do I say that? Well, I say that because if you have less fatigue throughout the day because you are well hydrated, well, you're well nourished. You will have less actual fatigue. So not just decision fatigue from these points, but you will be have more energy. You will have more spring in your step. You will have the best day ever. And the mindset is actually what's going to be your number one nutrient. So it doesn't matter what you're eating. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If your mind is not there, if you are not ready to tackle that day, your point value is going to decrease, but if you wake up and take, say today is going to be the best day and I'm going to make that happen, you're going to gain some natural points that you don't even realize because then at 9 o'clock at night after you use your points, just because of the progression of your day, you're going to get that second set. You're going to get that, that next step of points at the end of the day
0: just because of how excited you are for the rest of the night. That is such an interesting switch. I feel like as I've moved into this, into this, uh, kind of career path too and and really been focused on myself you notice this mental switch Mm -hmm. and it it gives you natural energy just telling yourself that you have it Mm -hmm. and it doesn't hurt that you're eating great and exercising as well Mm -hmm. yeah so you, you you have this big transition now your life seems a little bit different tell me what's the biggest risk you've you've taken so far and maybe as a follow-up, a risk you would recommend taking for somebody who is not sure what they want to do, went to school for something different than maybe something they're passionate about, how to turn kind of a hobby into a career. What's, what's the biggest risk that's happened so far? And the, and the result could be positive or negative. Yeah. let we'll me Keep that. Um, I think, so I, I have two risks. First risk is not,
1: not about nutrition, but it was something that was a defining moment in my life. That was going abroad. Um, and... I went abroad, junior year of college. feel like a lot of people do it. Um, but what I did is I went to a place I did not know a single person going. I had one friend that was a girl that, was, that we, we knew each other in passing, and she had told me about the program once, so that's why I did it. So I went to Barcelona, Spain, not knowing a single person on my program. I'm halfway across the country. I am in my college mindset of, of partying and, and living everyday in, in, in a very different mindset that I do now um, but I went over there and I needed that to expand my mind met four of the most unbelievable people I've ever met and they all happened in my roommates so that was a huge moment because I was able to travel the world meet people go to a place I didn't understand the language a little bit of Spanish not much um, and subconsciously that triggered everything that I'm doing because now I have no fear of talking to people I will, if I don't know where I'm going, I can talk to somebody. If I need a question answered, I can talk to somebody because I had to do that. there. I had to do it. I got on the wrong train there, going the wrong direction, and I didn't have a phone because I didn't have internet. So how am I going to get to where I need to go? I need to ask somebody. I don't know the language. So I
0: that, do that. That, is, that is a very tough jump to make for a lot of people, <laughs> mm-hmm. but something that's awesome. You force yourself into these uncomfortable situations, then you become comfortable asking for help. And asking for help is... So important. You it's, can't do everything yourself. You can't, and you need
1: to be able to, to do that. And and for me, not having anyone there that I knew, that so is it's like, if you scary. and I went to Barcelona, and we didn't know where to go, we could figure it out because yeah. I could bounce ideas off each other. Yeah, I didn't have that, and so I remember the last month walking from I would I would have the opportunity to either take the train back to class from to my apartment or to walk, and I walked every day for a month. It was about a three mile walk, and I took a different path every day, and that was like literally. Now I'm going to change the way I approach life. I'm going to take a different path than, I, cool. than I wanted
0: to. And, and you don't you don't get used to the same path. You discover the city. Mm-hmm. So that you was all great. You don't forget your walk back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. we've talked about yeah. before. You you find yourself commuting an hour each way. You do the same drive every day there and back. Sometimes you don't even remember. What happens. You, don't remember. you have to find. <laughs> Variables you have to walk a different path, even if it takes a little longer, it makes your day way more interesting mm-hmm. so that was that was the biggest that was kind of the biggest
1: mindset switch um, biggest most recent risk that I've taken is is starting a company while working at another company um, and and that's been a, an interesting shift because not only do you work your set hours that you are at your job, but outside of those hours you need to try to build a brand. And, and you need to be able to talk to people and and do it and personal train and, and reach out to individuals and learn. So that risk is something that's currently going on right now. And I can't wait to do a follow-up conversation, hopefully very soon where, where that risk has come to fruition. And it's something that, that we can discuss about how it's been such a great transition. But I think both of those things in tandem, I think have just kind of defined who I am, which is, which is someone that is willing to talk to anybody, willing to take advice from people, willing to give advice to people, willing to learn from people,
0: willing to ask questions. Those are just huge points that drive success. So what's a risk you recommend taking, maybe besides going abroad? I think we both recommend that. Mm -hmm. What, what, What would maybe be the second one? The second risk I would recommend taking
1: is do something that you're uncomfortable doing, but that you want to do. So whether it is whether it's starting a company, whether it's learning something new, um, whether it's getting a certification or whether it's learning to dance, for example, or something like that. I think getting out of your comfort zone and saying, okay, you know, I've, I've always like wanted to learn to cook. Go take a cooking class. Go learn how to do it. Take that risk because I think you're going to find that once you start down it, you're you're not gonna either. You're either not gonna be able to stop, or you're gonna expand the way you think about every other problem and every other situation that you think of because of like the way your mind expands by taking out from what you normally scope in in a
0: day. That grab life by the horns, kind of attack it head on mentality is definitely transferable to pretty much everything that you do. 100%. Personal life, professional life, hobbies, even, um, and the ability and willingness to be uncomfortable. That, that's that's cool. So. You talked about this mindset switch you had, kind of from college. So tell me, maybe how your philosophy on life has changed since high school, college. Talk about your how your priorities are different, maybe your work-life balance. But but talk about kind of how your how that mindset switched.
1: Yeah. So this is a, this is a good one. Um, people that know me that have known me um, throughout my life or met me in college. Uh, see a different me in college than they see now. College, I was nuts. Um, Party where, we met. <laughs> where, where we, met. we met. Where we yeah. met. Where uh, we met. partying, drinking. I was a bartender. I was in a frat. Um, I would go on spring break and I'd be the MVP of the spring break, for the craziest kid <laughs> on vacation. Um, and and um, I would drink. I mean, towards the end of my college career, I was out. I was out every night. Um, I was I I loved that scene. Um, and, and so I think one thing that's always stick to stuck with is living to the fullest. Um, and now I would say my philosophy, I've shifted gears towards longevity and health and away from, from partying. And that's been a big, big switch. I still love to have a good time. I still love to go out and be in, be in like crowds. I still love going to bars. I still love dancing to music, but that's something that's never going to change. Um, and, And, but my philosophy, um, is now to not live for an event. So I would live for that night. Tonight we're going to go to the bar and have fun. So what am I going to do throughout the day? Well, I'm going to go to class. I'm going to, you know, try to get rid of my hangover and then I'm going to go out and, and, and go ham and live it. Now I'm thinking I need to go ham
0: from when I wake up. For the rest of the day. Which is not something most college-aged kids are thinking about. The mornings are a wash. The mornings are a wash. You wake up. Every day
1: even. Yep. Yeah, the day's a wash. You get to class and you go through it. You work on your group project and, and you get to it. And then it's, oh, it's 8 o'clock at night. I'm taking a nap. I'm showering and we're out. And am I going to say that that's a bad thing? No, because I met so many people and had so much fun doing it. Yeah, I wrecked a lot of, of years of my life from a from a health standpoint. But it defined who I am now, um, and so I think it's it's that, and it's being something, part of being a part of something that's greater than myself. So I lived a lot of that college time, and, and I was never arrogant or rude, and, and I was never a big jerk. But I lived a lot of it for myself, and it was like, I want to have so much fun. And I, I was always out with friends, and I loved my friends, and I had great relationships. And I was I was like kind of a a person that felt like being the center of attention was something I loved and and I still like being that kind of individual that can lighten up a room. Um, but I don't need to be the center of everything and and I don't need to do that in a way in which it's partying and it's, and it's toxifying somebody. Um, that, and then my biggest switch has been the importance of education for myself. My whole life I've educated myself through the system and, and learned a lot through that over the last, Two years I've educated myself for myself. What do I want to learn? What do I want to be better at? How do I want to impact the world? And that's been through education that I've learned on my own, uh, that I've gotten through reading, through listening to podcasts, through writing, through getting my personal training certification, getting my yoga certification. Those are things that I always wanted to do, but I was always nervous to do because I needed to get an education and I needed to get a job. Um, so that has been, that's been very important. And then with that, optimizing your time to learn, pursuing what you want to learn and not doing tasks that aren't going to make you better, that are just fulfilling someone else's need. Those are all kind of falling into to my mindset switch of, uh, that's why I have the title at Live Better of Chief Optimization Officer, because I optimize time. Um, that's something I've learned through my career. And that's something that I've been learning through the, the best individuals that do awesome things is that they don't let time slip by unless it's going to add a
0: benefit of of something greater than what everybody else is doing. Yeah, and and that's interesting when you're when you're in college, you take your time for granted. When you're younger, you don't understand the time value of simply having time to yourself, yeah, yeah. of having free time in the day, which uh-huh. is which is fine. Yeah. I think having that kind of like youthful thought is awesome, but even even smaller than that, you, you take learning for granted. Mm-hmm. Outside the confines of formal education, when someone's not telling you to study for a test or a paper's yes. not due on this day, now it's on you, which is an interesting switch when you're in college. You're like, well, if I work hard now and I get good grades, I'm going to get a job. And then that job is going to somehow keep track, but it really doesn't. Yeah. After that, it's totally on you and you get to decide how you spend your time. And that's it's an interesting, interesting switch.
1: Yeah. That time value is so crucial and, um, it's something that, that we all can, can
0: improve on. So ha- having had this kind of mindset switch now, what mm-hmm. advice would you have given yourself starting out either in the professional world a few years ago with work or maybe before you went to college? So like h- how would you address yourself going into college?
1: Yeah. Um, I loved college. I loved everything about it, and I actually I've loved loved the life after college. Um, and so this is a great question, this is this is a good question to ask people who have who have done awesome things because everyone would give themselves a little bit of advice. My my number one thing would be meet people you look up to. Do whatever you can. Email a hundred times. Get on a phone call with their assistant. Get on get on their Facebook. Get on their Twitter. Meet the person you look up to in a field that you want to be in. Take action to learn what you love. So what do you want to do? Maybe you don't know. And there's nothing wrong with not knowing. And I didn't know. I did not know. I always had this itch for training. I remember in high school shooting baskets in my driveway being like, one day I want to start a company where I can help kids that are trying to go to college get better at sports. I just remember thinking that. So like that was something that I, that's something I still want to do. And like, still want to help people get healthier. And like, I've always had that in the back of my mind, but I never really pursued it because I let just learning economics take over. There's nothing wrong with learning that base knowledge, but you have time to pursue other things. And you need to be like, take some time to do that and then learn about different jobs. I had no idea what a venture capitalist was. I had no idea what an investment banker was. I had no idea what an accountant was. I had no idea what anything really was when I was in college, to be honest, because I had not seen that growing up. Um, I had just seen what my parents did and I had seen kind of what some of their friends did. Um, but I didn't know what this wide spectrum was. So when I go to apply for jobs on our job board and I see, um, investment banking and I see consulting, what is that? I had no idea what that was, but I didn't research it either. I just looked at the jobs I could apply for because that was my major and I applied for those ones and I went to the interviews and told them what I did. But I did not know what other jobs were out there. And if I could have looked back and like, oh, that's what this person does and that that's what this job is and this is how they're going to learn and this is how they progress and then talked to the top people in those fields and sat down at the interviews or gone to people that did the interviews and said, oh, what do you actually do at work? Would have loved to to done that better on my own. And in college, you really have to take the ballpark and do that by yourself. And that's something that's so hard because you're trying to get good grades, you're trying to... You know, be popular. You're trying to talk to girls. You're trying to have fun. You're trying to be fit. There's so many other things going on and that that's not really your mindset until second semester senior year when you need to get a job. Yeah, yeah. So that would be that would be I think learn about jobs, learn about what you want to do, and then just meet the people that are doing it. That's if cool. you're in college. Someone in college when I'm ten years down the line says, "What do you do?" I just want
0: to learn. I will be an open book because that is how you're going to get to where you want to be. Cool. So speaking of growing up, tell me a little about your childhood. Yeah, so grew up right outside Chicago in the suburbs, middle class, middle class home. Um,
1: dad worked in in kind of the healthcare industry my whole time growing up. Bounced around from from a couple of different jobs. Um, my mom is a is a registered nurse, so she took off some time for us to to raise us and has got back into nursing. Um, so kind of had that little medical uh, background growing up from, from my parents. Um, middle of three three boys um, was. Uh, loved that. Uh, loved my brothers. Um, they're both kind of doing very, very interesting, cool things now. Was always outside. That was one thing that, that I was always doing. We would play um, street football, street basketball, street baseball, right on my street. We had a park down the block. Me and I, I grew up across the street was three boys the same ages as me and my brothers. The two houses down was an, my older brother and my, and my age. So we had just this group. Two two houses down the other way, another kid my age. We just had a group of kids. Always outside plant Love to build things Um, Every Christmas I would get the next biggest box Of connects and I would build (laughs) I would build things throughout my whole house where I'd take this Inflatable ball and roll it and it would go all the way Around my house, love building, that was one thing As a child was like architecture and doing That was something I loved and like Putting things together and then breaking them down and Rebuilding them, that was something that I really loved To do Um, I had a tough time Learning at a young age um, In in, in third grade, I remember, um, I really could not read. Um, and I was one of the kids that was taken out of the class to go to a smaller classroom with four or five people to really understand reading. Um, and I was ashamed of myself because I knew that I did not have any, you know, cognitive disability or I didn't have anything wrong with me. And I felt something was wrong with me. Um, and I was like, I can't read. And like, I, and I could do other things. I could do math well. Um, I could, I could, I was very social, but I just couldn't do it. I could not put lines to paper. And I, and I remember reading books and missing words and and it was very, very tough. So that kind of stayed with me until I got into junior high. Um, and something clicked in junior high where I was like, okay, I just need to figure this out and get better at it. So I just started learning and would go to like anything I could go to. And like my mom helped me find some classes and I would go to these learning facilities and sit on computers for hours and learn and read and get better and and that was a big shift and I'm super glad I found it at that age Um, and then I was like I know that the way I learn I need to work harder than anybody else to learn the same material and I had no natural gifts in athletics no natural gifts in learning it was all a grind and um, loved sports But was never the first guy picked Was on the B team in, in high school Or in, in junior high Was on the B basketball team Was one of the better players on that team But was never chosen for the A team And was like this is just not who I am I'm an A team player And I wanted to do that So high school was Made my freshman team Was awesome Got Was getting good grades Was was in all Excel classes Loved it um, Sophomore year was the last guy picked To be on the sophomore basketball team I was like this is great um, Then Then Junior and senior year, I got cut both years. This isn't like Michael Jordan getting cut and still playing on his other team. I was not on the team, um, and it's interesting because that was what made me be best friends with who I am today. Because these kids saw how hard I was working. I would go to the practice and sit outside and listen for the first hour, and then I'd go lift every day. So two hours I practice, I was listening to practice, going lifting, and then I was like, "All right, I need to get better." Go to the senior year tryout was. Felt so good, put in so much time, we got cut again. And that was a huge moment for me because it's like, I just want to be on the end of the bench. I'll sit on the end of the bench. I'll run all the sprints. And I know that if I would have gone back and made the team, it I would have been great for me. I would have learned so much. I would have been the, you know, the team morale guy, you know, leading all the sprints, doing all the drills, and it would have been great for me. But it was, it was, a, it was a big moment because I figured out what am I going to do. So what did I do? I led the cheering section. Was the number one guy in the cheering section because I, these were my best friends. These I would work with them all summer, um, and was something that I just I needed to do. Um, with that though, got in, got into a little trouble drinking. Um, was was throwing a couple parties and in, in some some places I shouldn't have done that. Got caught by the cops, and that was because I didn't have anything to do. And and so that was a big switch because that was one of the first real conversations that I had with my parents about about life. And so that was a defining moment when, when I got in trouble my, my junior year for drinking because I, I was just so distraught from, from not making the team. Um, and and so learned a little bit of responsibility there. Um, but I think that was a good thing for me because it's, it's defined me that I understand what failure is and I can take it on now. And now if I fail in anything I do,
0: I know that I can get back up from it. That, yeah, that's interesting. Sometimes you just need a swift kick in the ass. To get yeah. You going. yeah, you do. You really do. <laughs> which is and two things you kind of said, which stood out to me, too. Common elements of successful people, especially that we've been talking to, are voracious reading. Yes. Voracious readers. Being a being a good reader that is hungry for more books. Yes. And it doesn't all have to be whatever. Investment Banking for Dummies. Uh-uh. You don't have to read the NASM personal <laughs> training book. No, you know, you no. know, it's it's anything. I think just seeing different syntax in different orders just expands your way of thinking. It expands your creativity, which is cool. And the second piece is straight hard work. Yes. There's nothing worse than someone that's naturally talented. Wastes it because of a lack of effort. Yeah. And there is nothing better than seeing someone less talented than somebody else just straight out work them. Yep. It is all, it is pure heart. That's that's cool. Um, growing up, maybe this has changed t- to now, so you could answer it either way. Who is one person you would love to meet and, and why? So, right now, um, one person I would love to meet um, is, is David Wolf,
1: who I mentioned earlier. Um, he's kind of this superfood guru. But he's also very, very successful, um, and he is—he is someone that it's an interesting question because I, I honestly I think if he popped into this room right now, we could have an awesome conversation. But I actually want to learn more and be more ready to meet him. That's why I haven't really like gone out to him yet, um, and I'm sure that through all these mediums that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end up meeting him, but. Um, he is—he's done success, and he's actually one of the original people that that helped me kind of understand goal setting. He's a huge goal setter, um, and that's something that I, I love to do yep. now is write down goals and, and succeed them and pass them and keep going forward. But he's also just got this mind about understanding how foods affect the body, and that's something that I, I look up to. Um, um, I think that would be that would be the person right now that I would I would just love to sit down and talk with. Cool. Where, where can we find
0: more information on David Wolf?
1: So he's got, uh, Instagram is I think David avocado wolf. Um, he's got a Twitter. I think it's just David Wolf. Um, again on that longevity, um, warehouse site, he's the guy that puts that all together. He runs the longevity now conference, which is just an amazing conference of bringing all these top people in this field together. Um, you could just Google on YouTube and he's got a bunch of really cool videos talking about kind of the most cutting edge stuff that you can see out there that will blow your mind initially. But the more you get into it, the more
0: you'll understand and how impactful his, his philosophies can be. Sweet. Uh, what's your favorite travel destination? Yeah. Uh,
1: this is good. I think I'm going to have a U.S. destination and a abroad destination. Perfect. Um, so I'll start in the U.S. Um, recently went to Yosemite National Park. And the place blew me away. Uh, it was an awesome experience. Went there with my girlfriend. Her and I are trying to hit all fifty states before we turned fifty. So that was, great give goal. Me, give me, But let's do another one. Those at fifty, and we'll talk about Sweet which state bucket list. Yeah, yep, that's which state awesome. was the best? Um, but we went to Yosemite, and amazing campgrounds, waterfalls, hiking, the views, and actually one thing that blew me away was just the air. Like breathing in this quality of air that you don't get in Chicago. Um, You just feel alive. And I was just sitting on these like rocks for kind of like did a little meditation for about 20 minutes and and just soaked it in and really was like, okay, there's there's more to life than than what I'm doing right now. There's more to life than just being in a city. So getting to a place like that with a very scenic view, good hiking so you're getting engaged kind of with the fitness aspect, seeing waterfalls, seeing a lot of people from different – countries, hearing different languages, I think that's always cool to go to destinations where people seek to be because you get to, people have traveled across the world to be here um, and you're there. Um, Speaking of across the world, Barcelona, Spain. Um, The reason that I I think that for me and I think people can use this to go somewhere else, but going to a place that has a lot of history, um, that has amazing weather, that has awesome food people are super nice, nightlife was awesome, and not knowing the language, so that might not be Barcelona for, for you, it might be Greece, uh, it might be the south of France, might be somewhere else in the Mediterranean, might be somewhere in Asia, but um, getting to a place where the weather's awesome, so you don't, that's a variable that's taken out, um, the people are awesome, the food's awesome, and you, don't, you can't understand what other people are saying, so you have to just figure it out, but you, all these other things are so sweet, that that you're just focusing on like let's just do cool stuff and, like let's just have fun and 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 let's let's just have a great time and but you have to kind of figure things out so you're problem solving but you don't even realize you're problem solving because there's so many things that are going on that are cool there's history you can learn um, I, would, I would I would just just go somewhere kind of where all those line up for you um, one place I'd love to go that's like that is like Croatia or something like that. There's just so many cool places. There's that, so many cool that places. They're awesome. But I think the weather factor is, is a huge variable because if you go to a spot, and the weather's not nice, it, it takes away from your willingness to get up and go, takes away from the experience of just seeing the views of the pictures. So, I would, I, would, I would have weather be a, be a key aspect of yeah that. or
0: you have to go for whatever weather that yes. is like yes. you're you skiing through, you're, yes. yeah you need that for sure Yeah, um, I think immersing yourself in an environment like that where you are already prone to being full of life being on vacation yeah. that mindset switch I think maybe in a later podcast uh, we, we can talk about that but Having that mindset switch of being on vacation more often is very interesting because you know how much more willing you are to get out of bed, yes. to go do things, see things. How often do you take a staycation and do that in your own city? Yeah. Like Maybe think back to the last time you just walked around and took a day for yourself at home, probably maybe when you if you moved to a new <laughs> yeah. city, but I mean, probably not very often. Yeah. Yeah, not that, that would be often. a
1: great one. I think that's, I mean... Chicago's was awesome. I'm yeah, do that.
0: immersing yourself in, in nature too. Talking about Yosemite is yeah. is pretty special. I'm a mountain and lake guy, so I yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, here's an interesting question: Pick an animal to describe yourself, and why are you picking this animal?
1: Oh, that's a good
0: one. Um, so I think, I think it could, this could be your favorite animal or an animal that you identify with. Yeah, I would think I
1: would. I'm going to go with the identify with. Um, And like I said, you know, I've always had to work super hard at what I do. Um, And so, and I think now this is, this is kind of like ironic too, is that it's going to be an animal that not only works hard, but produces something that is feeding the world of nutrition. So I'm going to go with a honeybee, the honeybee, Uh, honeybee. So love honey. First of all, that's probably one of the reasons why, Um, but honeybees. So I think I've researched different animals and I, I like honey. So I know a little bit about bees. Honeybees on average work like 10 hours a day or something like that. So they're grinding 10 hours a day. I think it was like, I think I read a stat like 10 hours a day, six hours a week. And in that much time, they could fill a thimble of honey, one bee. So think about how much work one bee is doing to fill that little amount of honey every week. And they just do it. And, they're, and, and now honeybees are essential to life because they're pollinating the plants. So they work super hard. They're super strong. And they're a part of a team. So, the team works together to build this immaculate honeycomb, and they're all out doing their tasks. So, I think being part of a team is something awesome. And then it's directly correlated to the health of the planet. So, that's kind of something that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to create this team. I work super hard at it, and I'm trying to help people live healthier. So, that's
0: kind of like <laughs> that's a cool it really, really kind of works out. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what is your favorite question to ask someone? And maybe what has been the most interesting answer to that question that you've received? That's a good one. Uh, So when I was at uh, my first
1: job, um, I started a committee called, I was an analyst. So it was called the analyst career development committee. And that was one of the big catalysts in my career in that company. There's some buzzwords. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Call it ACDC. Yep. Leverage. Uh, So people loved that. And what I did in that committee was I was like, all right, you know, this is kind of what I talked about is meeting the best people. So I was like, let's talk to the top people in our company as first year analysts and learn about their career paths. So we would sit down with about 12 analysts in the company um, at a time and we would pull in the top guys in the company. And, and this was a big shift for me because I would have to facilitate meetings with senior vice presidents who had worked at the company for 20 years or worked in, in the field for 30 years. Um, And so this is a great way. And so the one question I always would ask them is something that you kind of asked me is what advice would you give someone in in where we're at now? And that is a good question to ask anyone because as you progress throughout your life, you're at a different point. So what advice would you give to me when I'm eight years old or 10 years old? Well, we were just graduating college and we didn't know what we were doing. These people were successful. So let's ask them what they did. So I remember the one really good advice was from kind of the – she was the senior vice president of, of my division at the company. And she was super successful. She had helped start uh, a bunch of big retail companies and popped around to a lot of them and seen the growth of the industry. And, and her her big piece of advice was something that, that we both learned is, is read good books and do what you want to do. And even if it's not your full-time job, do it as a hobby. So if you need to get a source of income doing whatever you want to do and then you enjoy that, if you have a hobby and you love something, do it. And if you can pursue that as your passion, she loved retail. She, that's why she did it. She, was, she worked in retail stores. Her mom had started a retail store. She was always done all this cool stuff. But she uh, she was like, if you can do something, do it. And, that, and I remember that being like, all right, like, well, I should, I'm kind of doing that with my personal training. And I just started personal training at the time. So I was like, okay, like, that makes sense. So now uh, as I'm continuing to grow and evolve that is amazing advice and I'm reading more. So those are two
0: key things that kind of, you're going to just keep hearing and they work. They do work. Yeah. So as a personal trainer, tell me how fitness plays a role in your life. What do you do to work out, stay energetic? Yeah. So fitness to me
1: is, is a twofold activity. Um, one, it is my release throughout the day. So I I try to get into the gym. I'd say five to six times a week. I'm doing some sort of physical activity Um, and what it is, is it's really just a way for me to get away. Again, it's a place that I don't bring my cell phone with. So I think that you see a lot of people in the gym these days with their phone out, uh, checking a bunch of things. I might keep it in there to to take some pictures, but if, if it is in there, it's on airplane mode. Um, and, and, and I really utilize that time for myself, um, to get better. I also use it as kind of my time to get away and that's centered around yoga so, also being a yoga instructor, and, and I've been practicing yoga since high school. Um, it's it's an amazing outlet for me to let my mind release. And meditation is something that a lot of people are talking about doing these days, and in which way they they get that 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 out. But for me, yoga one hour, an hour and a half of a physical challenge while my mindset is in there is great. Um, I love doing all sorts of workouts though. If it's a dynamic lift, if it's high interval intensity training, if it's cardio, if it's flipping tires, if it's squatting, deadlifting, I really like to do everything and I like to mix it up a lot. So really don't have a set routine um, in regards to that. Um, I know what I'm doing in the gym. So that day, if it's like, okay, I'm going to work out back biceps, I can get a good workout in or if I really want to do a, a, a workout centered around my squat, I know how to get that done. I um, love to, to do core and really just like to work out the whole body. Another great place to set goals and challenge yourself. So I love to set a goal. Right now I'm, I'm working on I'm landing the handstand. So I want to be able to do a handstand and hold it for for as long as I want to. So that's something that I like working on, and it's just a different challenge. It's not it's not adding about pounds to a weight max, which is what I used to do and really wanted to gain strength and size. Now I'm just working on more functional movements. Um, And the second aspect of it is to educate others. So I love to be the person in the gym training another individual or a group. Um, You and I lead a beach workout series. So that's something where we get a large group of people on a beach, educate them, work. When we're doing stuff with Nike, we are out there and we are helping other people get stronger. So for me to be able to pass on my passion to another individual, not only in a way in which they're – getting stronger, but they're also having a good time is, is something that I love. So again, my release, my time to get better, set goals, and I love educating other people with it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's a, definitely a uh, good segue. So let's talk about for a sec where someone should start to get the education or experience that they need to become a personal trainer or start to delve a little deeper in their nutrition, or maybe just start out in the gym. And then if you could give some kind of recommendations on learning tools that you use. And this could be for your personal training in nutrition or just your kind of creative process in general. Uh-huh. So to start with, with if you want to get in personal training
1: or you want to learn about, about nutrition, I think there's so many different outlets. I think when you are going to be a personal trainer, getting a certification is important. Um, and the reason that is, is it's a structured format of learning. So I learned about lifting and working out for years just doing it. But sitting down and having to take an exam um, was something that really made me kick it into gear to really utilize the right terminology, learn about the body, learn about the, the strategies in which you can attack different, different types of people that have different problems, different issues, uh, people that have injuries, people that want to lose weight, people that just want to be stronger, that just want to be more fit – or I'll train athletes, so I have a couple of guys that I've trained that have gone on to, to professional careers, and doing that is, in, is just a whole other form. So to learn those different aspects is great. I think getting a, getting a personal training certification is a great way to start. It also legitimizes you in the industry, so getting that is great. But I also think continuing education in, in whatever way you see fit I'm going to get back to reading, Um, reading more about it, learning about it. Who's the top trainer? What do they do? What are their tactics? Watch their YouTube videos. Sign up for their podcast. Watch them um, lead classes. Go to their classes. Um, I think that's a great way. Um, With the nutrition thing, currently I'm not certified in any sort of nutritional background, but I've done a lot of research in different areas, and I'm I'm going to get some sort of certification on that soon. That's my next step. Um, And I found a couple of different cool schools that I'm thinking about kind of – doing some sort of formal education there. But again, you can learn so much by what you want to seek out. So getting on the internet, uh, finding what you like, finding the top people in the field that you agree with theirs, tactics is great. Um, When I've talked to some of these people, some of them say you have to go the formal education route. You have to become uh, get your master's in nutrition. I've got other people saying, you know what, if you learn what you want to do and you can figure out the best way to find it, the right books to read, the right people to talk to, you could also get a good spectrum that way. So I think getting certifications are important, but I also think pursuing what you want. And that, again, goes a wider range than just health and nutrition. Um, learning from the best is something I keep keep coming back to because I think it's the best way to succeed. So reach out to people and say, oh, I really admire this individual that's doing something that I've done. What was their educational background? And if it if it's something you can get to, go for it. And if, and if not, you can pick and choose what they did and, and kind of mold your own path. I and mean, you're going to see everyone has a different path. So, really getting back to to learning what you want to
0: do and and finding the best way to do it. Yeah, very cool. All right, so give me your favorite book, website, and person that you've used as a form of these learning tools. So give me first a book, your favorite favorite book that you've read or one that you would recommend. Yeah, so uh, I would think
1: favorite book to read to kind of start thinking in a different way is one you're going to hear about from a lot of different people before our work week by Tim Ferriss. Um, that one set me up, and that, that was one that you actually recommended to me, and it really was like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to think in a different way than, than other coworkers I have um, and other people that I see. Um, and, and are other people out there doing this? And how are they doing that? And that got back to that optimization thing: optimizing your time, yep. figuring out the best way to learn tactics in which you can read faster. I've doubled my reading speed by just doing two different tactics that that Tim mentions in his book. And I'm like, wow, this works! Yeah, and I'm, and I'm way faster to readers. So now I can read more books. Cool. Um, and he's got different outlets, different websites, different things like that. Um, another book that I love from a, from a uh, nutritional perspective. There's a couple ones out there. Um, one of my favorite uh, cookbooks is by Tom Maltair, Um and he wrote an awesome uh, cookbook. I think it's called The Whole Life Nutrition Book, and that's got amazing recipes in there for someone starting out that just wants to get good recipes and try new things. If you want to get a little more in-depth, David Wolf has a couple awesome books. He just put out one called Longevity Now, um, which is just amazing in-depth into all the superfoods out there. So how can you implement these into your lifestyle? Those are a couple of good ones. Websites. Um, yeah, give me a website. Websites. uh Wow. Websites are, are are great. There's so many good ones out there. Um, I would think again, Tim Ferriss, website's great. He's got an awesome podcast up there that you can learn from some great individuals. Um, that one's good. I think one that I just landed on, which is one that I'm trying to kind of incorporate my yoga into is mobility wad. That's a good one. If you're just trying to get a little more flexible and that one, the mindset of that website is awesome because it's pretty much flexibility for people that are sitting at a desk all day. Yeah. Something that I do. That's Kelly Starrett. Yep. Yeah. So he's, he's awesome. is the man. He's great. Um, and I think, I mean websites there, there's so many good ones out there. Uh, those are a couple of good ones to check out just to kind of, to get you moving, uh, in the right direction of, of how can I start incorporating different tactics
0: into my life? Cool. All right. Last, last cool question. If you could change the system of nutrition, the education process, how we prescribe food, how would you do it? That could be – that's kind of open-ended for you. It yeah. could be starting with parenting, your children, how it, how it is presented to children in schools. What do cafeterias look like? All the way up to how the gro- – uh, like going into the grocery store. Yeah, uh,
1: I think here there is more opportunity in that question than in – Anything else I can think of in regards to what I'm passionate about because I look back at when I was raised, and I was raised in what I thought to be a healthy lifestyle. Um, And I was doing things, and I was like, okay, this is how these people eat, and this is how you should eat, and continue to learn more. But looking back at the way I eat, I was eating processed foods, I was eating cereals where the first ingredient was sugar. I was eating pasteurized milk, all of these things that now looking back on, I'm like, well, those were some of the most important years of my life for growth. And I was feeding my body suboptimal things. Um, So I would start it with education. I think education is extremely important. And actually, one of the goals of Live Better um, is to start a foundation. Um, So this is something that I really want to spearhead. As we grow the company, but I want to start the Live Better Foundation, and I want this foundation to be centered around educating children to eat and to have the mindset of, of the best things out there. So a meal to me is... Should be the most glorious thing that you see in the day. It should not be just something you do to fill you up to get onto the next activity. You should look at your meal and think of how amazing that is for you, how much nutritional value is in there, what it's going to provide for you, how it's going to make you better, how it's going to give you more points at the end of the day. Um, so, starting with education. So, what we want what I want to do with this foundation is get children learning, whether it's through planting farms in their in their in their schoolyards or lining them up with with nutribolts or blenders so that they can have smoothies every single morning to start their day, coming into the school, educating them on programs, learning about how food is a tool and not how it is just something that you eat throughout the day. So starting with that education, if you start at that at a young age and people realize how important it is at that age then they will then pass it on to other people. Uh, I think if we can get the kids to teach their parents a little bit of a reverse there instead of parents teaching their kids about That's the diet, let's get the kids to learn so much that they will be able to pass it on to the generations above them because then they're not only learning, but they're teachers. Everyone knows that the more you teach, the more you actually learn, the more you'll want to pursue it. And then it'll become more of their daily life. I don't want everyone to be a nutritionist. I don't want everyone to be a dietitian. I don't want everyone to do what I do. But I want people to utilize that as a tool so that they can do whatever they're doing better. And I think starting at a young age is, is the best way to do that. So educating the kids. Um, and we know childhood obesity is really high. The toxicity rates in in child children right now is crazy. There has been so many chemicals dumped into the earth, um, throughout since world war two, it's insane. And so I kind of want to get rid of those, get back to, to where we began and, and have people look at their meals and their smoothies and their daily routine as an awesome thing so that they can have that mindset that I have of creating a passion about that.
0: Very cool. Very cool. All right. Two last quick questions. What is something every person should know about you and where can people find out more information about you? Yeah. Uh, One thing that everyone should know about me is that I want to talk to
1: everyone. So if you have a question or you have an answer or you have something that you want me to look into, or you want me to connect you with somebody, I am a person to do that. I will talk to anyone. I love meeting new people. So any questions, comments, let me know. And that kind of leads into the second part. Um, you can look at me up on Twitter, Instagram, Brett, B-R-E-T underscore Gornick, G-O-R-N-I-K, uh, Instagram, Twitter there. Uh, my email is just brett at livebetterco.org. Um, that's a good way to email me uh, as well. Shoot me an email. Um, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter. I'm more than down to talk. So any
0: questions, comments there, um, hit me up. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time today, Brett. Of course. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast.